Welcome to the Big Kid Show. I am your host, Nick, and of course I have two of the Big Kid OG squad. And that, of course, would be a one Mr. B and a sweet water Mark joining me here today. Thank you. Thank you. We welcome and appreciate your applause. Today on the Big Kid Show, we have breaking news. That's right. We will be reading stories from the Big Kid News from around the Big Kid world. And that is breaking news. All right. That was pretty good. All right. This first story comes to us from the world of Candy Bar News. Candy Bar Ooh. News. Something sweet Ooh. to start things off. Candy sweet, like sweet Retailer.com released its top 25 best-selling candy bars in the world. They released this list, and we are not going to review all of them. But I would like for you boys, fellas, please each take a shot and guess what is the number one selling candy bar in the entire world, according to CandyRetailer.com? Mr. B, we'll start with you. Um, it, I'm, It's probably something just super basic like Hershey's. Mark? It's got to be Reese Cups. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> Drum no, roll. No, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to go with Snickers. Snickers is my, my choice. That, that was my guess as well. Yeah. But Mark, I will tell you, my guess was wrong. So therefore, oh, you are wrong as well, my friend. Drum roll, oh. please. The number one selling candy bar in the entire world is the Hershey Chocolate Bar, Mr. B. Check out the big brain on Mr. B. Boom. Big on bread. Hershey Chocolate Bars were first created by Milton Hershey and have been successful since the late 1880s. That's a long time ago, boys. Uh, Milton Hershey decided to create this now world-famous chocolate bar after seeing a German chocolate manufacturing device at the World's Columbian Exposition in uh, Chicago. Today, billions of Hershey bars are sold around the world. Hershey chocolate bars are considered to be the great American chocolate bar. But that is not the news that we were seeking. Here, big kids. No, mm. no, that might have been that might have been the headliner. But <laughs> as we all know, the devil is in the details. So the reason why this article caught my eye in particular is <laughs> the criteria. They posed the question before delivering the top 25 selling candy bars in the world. I this, is this is going <laughs> a legit source. This is a legit source right here. Candyretailer.com. They are the one supreme experts in candy bar and candy knowledge. Uh, everybody says that. <laughs> I, I heard that. I read it in a book. Yes, sir. <laughs> so they posed the question before delivering the top 25 list. Exactly what is a candy bar? Question mark. So this is what caught my eye. Oh, here, boy. boys. Here we go. Get ready for it, Mark. And according to CandyRetailer.com, first and foremost, this is this is verbatim, Mark. First and foremost, verbatim. let's discuss what a candy bar actually is. When you think of candy bars, you're probably thinking of chocolate bars like Hershey's, Snickers, or possibly even something a little bit more complex. 
So what is the technical definition of a candy bar? Well, a candy bar is literally defined as any candy treat in the shape of a bar. <laughs> that sounds pretty vague. And I celebrated. I celebrated. Hey, Mark, is that, is that fake news? <laughs> That's fake. Fake news. Fake I celebrated, news. but then, then I had to pull a Lee Corso and go, not so fast, Nikolai, because I read on. Oh, continue, please. Even though this is the standard definition, many candy bars are not necessarily rectangularly shaped. For example, Reese's, Kit Kats, and even M&M's fall into the candy bar category, but aren't shaped like bars. I celebrated. It was a premature celebration, which we've all experienced one of those. Back in the bottle. Mark, you are are justified. Yes, all this time. Reese's are candy bars. All this time. Everybody out there, if you have not listened, go back and listen to the candy bar draft. It's a classic big kid episode, but there was a lot of controversy in that episode. Big Nick gets fired up. (laughs) Fired up. Well, and here's going to be my pushback. And for those of you keeping score at home and you want to know where to go on your big kid radio dial, that is the candy bar draft episode number 53 on your big kid radio dial. That's back from April of 2022. Now the thing here though, that really there are a few things in this article that upset me. Okay. First (laughs) off, they, they deliver what I was hoping the article would say that, that it required a chocolate bar to be in rectangle form. I mean, that is the bar. Right. So they are saying that the standard definition is exactly that. So in that world, in the standard definition realm of candy bar world, Mark is wrong. Big Nick, very right. (laughs) However, they're saying technically the technical definition allows for candy that are not in rectangle form. Yeah. So like. In the if technical world, like Mark five, wrong, Big Nick not right. If you look at something like right. Take Five, Mark right. There's Big there's Nick two wrong. of them in the in the package, right? And the only difference is one has slightly straighter edges than the other. You could technically call the other a circle, I guess, and, if you wanted to get technical. And one, once but, they said M and M's were considered a candy yeah. bar, then you're open up to basically anything that's sold in the aisles at a, at a grocery exactly. store, in the chocolate you've aisle. Now, yeah, yep. you've now opened it up. But here's the other problem I have. Okay. I enjoy this article, but I did specifically ask the judges after this business with the Reese cups was allowed by these arbitrary judges who I don't know who, who <laughs> what jurisdiction do they, they have over from these Big guys Nick? are the official source to who the hell are these guys? <laughs> they're, they're from the 32nd district of Ohio. <laughs> so, these judges allow the the Reese cups. Is it Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. I don't. It's Reese's, right? Re- Reese's cups. Reese. Reese's. Reese's? Reese's I don't cups. know if that's right. Reese cups. Yep. Mark knows. Not, Mark. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. <laughs> yeah. Reese yes. cups. Reese's pieces. There you go. That's right. We sound like six year olds here. Don't uh, <laughs> I'll trade you my Reese pieces. Big Nick. Made an attempt and a request of the judges 
to allow M&Ms into the competition, and it was shot down. It was. It was. It's like it the was. judges got a personal vendetta against your boy, Big they Nick do. here. Do they, are, there, are those judges still employed by us? I don't. I think Big two, Nick two of the three fired judges. them. Yeah. Okay. Right. Two I, of the three I, judges. I, I think I hired retain. them when you got when you guys were on vacation. So it's kind of kind of on me. Sorry about that, guys. I remember they ate some of your candy, Nick. I thought you fired them <laughs> for that, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Before we move off of this topic, boys, I think that it's fitting that we also include the the Reggie candy bar is back. Reggie, you know what the Reggie candy no, bar is? I, no, please okay. inform me though. All right, I, I I did a little researching, uh, and, and and according to the interwebs, this is one of the most unusual candy bars that has ever been sold in the U.S. There have been many candy bars and candy products that have been associated with sports of various kinds, but most of them are not named after a specific player. Baseball fans are well known for being really attached to certain players and. The Reggie Bar was named this way because of the popularity of star player Reggie Jackson. If you like caramel and chocolate, you would love, or it says in this article, you would have loved this candy bar. So this candy bar was out back in the day, and now they're trying to make a comeback with the Reggie Bar. I I don't ever remember that. Yeah, I don't either. I think think this was before our time here, gents. Like the the late 70s? I think it was late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Yeah. Now, interesting. what's interesting to me was the shape of the package implies to me that we are not looking at a rectangle form. Okay. So yeah. I had to do a little further digging because I've never seen one of these things in person. So the description that is given online is that it is less like a candy bar and more like a no bake cookie. Like the shape anyway. Okay. But it is chocolate, caramel, and peanuts. Interesting. And so the the shape of the packaging back in the day, it came in um, like a, a, a more of a square box. Like, like, like a chunky? Yeah. Okay. And now it comes in like a chunky wrapper rather than the box. If they were smart, they would make it look like a home plate. And so up until just a few days ago, the Reggie bar was just a beloved memory. You know, one of those old favorite candies that of yesteryear that people loved and then it went away. And now I'm happy to report that it is back. It's coming uh, back, baby. I don't know how available it's going to be or where it will be available, but I've been told that the Reggie bar is back. Now, I will be looking for it. You said peanuts, chocolate, and caramel? Right, mm. which given that description <laughs> makes me think it's kind of like very similar to a baby Ruth yeah. or even, or even a Snickers a little bit or Snickers. Yeah. And maybe I thought Snickers before there were Snickers, maybe know. it's fitting that it's similar in recipe to baby Ruth because that's named after babe Ruth. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So how, that how, brings side note. Why doesn't Jordan have a candy bar called the Jordan? Well, what is it? Reggie Jackson's candy bar. Maybe who knows? Anything's it, is, possible. It, is, it is. It is Reggie. Yeah, Jackson's it's Reggie candy. Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was named Maybe. after Reggie, and he's on the packaging. There's like a, awesome. there's, yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. And there so you go. that brings up another question: If you were drafting a franchise baseball player today as a rookie, who do you want, Babe Ruth or Reggie Jackson? Ooh. 
I mean, it's kind of hard. guess what? You get a lifetime supply of their said candy bar comes with them. I'm going Babe Ruth just because he was also a qu- top quality pitcher. Yeah, that's true. He, oh, man, that's, that's true. I guess you could have him pitch. I mean, in his time, I'm not sure he could hold his own with these guys now. But Yeah, that's what I wonder with Babe Ruth. Like, I mean, obviously, as great as he is, no knock on him. It's a different game now, I think. And Reggie Jackson's probably a little more athletic, a little more, you know. Plus, he was he was he was a fine actor in uh, Naked Gun thirty three and a third. Yes, that's right. I would <laughs> go Reggie Jackson. He was in the first one. It was the first one. Oh, yeah, because he was he was going to kill the uh, the queen from yeah, England. I'll blindly pick Reggie Jackson, even though I've never yeah, had his candy bar before. So I'm going on I'm going on a limb. But uh, yeah, I'll go the other way. I'll take take Reggie Jackson on my team there. Uh, right. Here's Two Reggies the and a babe. But but you know what? And this this goes against my decision, right? The thing is, you know, people people scoff at this idea of somebody like oh, Babe Ruth, he wouldn't be able to hang with these guys nowadays. Different different era, different type of player, and they're right one hundred percent on both of those. But let's factor in all of the records that he held for years and all of his greatness. And it did not look to me like he was even trying very hard. He, he would <laughs> regularly hot dogs and smoking yeah, cigarettes eating, and eating hot dogs every day and regularly showing up drunk, still drunk from the night before smoking <laughs> cigarettes during the games. I, the, yeah. the guy was not lifting weights and drinking Gatorade and, and, and working on it, you know, a diet plan or anything like that. He was like, he was like, look, I'm, I'm, super naturally gifted at this thing that I don't have to give two shits about. I can, I can be the best player in the league and not try. Oh, by the way, manager of the baseball team. Could you come to my room, to my door every morning and wake my drunk ass up so I could go play (laughs) in the game and go dominate. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Is is the baseball manager less of a manager and more of a Babe Ruth chaperone at that yep. point? Yep. I think so. That's got to yep. be the case. Whatever you do, don't let him kill anybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or don't, himself. When you, when you wake him up, stand three feet away because he will throw a punch. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. This just in. It looks like we have more breaking news. That wasn't as good as the first time, but anyway, we'll carry on anyway. (laughs) From the world of frozen pizza news, uh, because that is a hot button topic these days. Yes. The Food Network staffers put together their list of the 10 best frozen pizzas, according to the Food Network. And they say, here's what we keep stocked in our freezers. And that's exactly how they say it. Uh, (laughs) We won't go through the whole list here. And what's what's weird to me, though, is. The Food Network is very like friendly, right? They yep. we're going to tell you what the ten best frozen pizzas are, but we're not going to put a number next to them uh, to to actually rank them. That's weak. I'm going to go under the assumption that the one that they listed first is probably their most preferred or highest rated uh, pizza. So, or it's their or it's their tenth or it's word. the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I I. When I tell you about this pizza, I think you may agree with me here, boys. Okay. So their winner was not on Mr. B's list. It was not on Mark's list. And it was not on Big Nick's list either. Interesting. So apparently, according to the Food Network and their 
happy ass bunch of people they got working over there. They they don't think that the big kids know pizza. And I beg to differ because listen oh, to yeah. this. Listen to this funny business that the Food Network's doing to us. Anyone who want to try to take a guess what their number one pick was? It's probably like a California type pizza or something. I don't know. I have no clue. Because if it's not one that we picked, then phew, no glass. I'll tell you what. Like, And I don't want to go against the grain and be like the snob that hates snobs. Right? Because is that a thing? Like if you if you don't like yeah, snobs yeah. in some way, you're a snob yourself. But it's the kind of pizza that I feel like if we were sitting around in a group of big kids and somebody's like, have you tried this frozen pizza? We'd be like, yeah, you could get up and leave right now. Time for you to Probably go. California kitchen. all right according to the food network staffers the best frozen pizza is something called emmy squared pizza sampler now this is by the fine people at williams sonoma Oh, so so you, that's, that's already very uh, fancy. Yes. They make couches and pizzas. Yes. Uh, and, 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 not, and here's here's the thing. This is this is why it did not have a chance to make it on the big kid list. Guess what this thing retails for? It's a How sampler, much? so you have to buy six. Right? It comes as a six pack. Nineteen ninety nine. Way low. Twenty five ninety nine. Still low. Fifty what? bucks. Still low. Under hundred bucks. Still low. 200 bucks. $189.95 for six of these uh, Emmy squared pizza samplers. I'm assuming the- that you probably have to have them shipped to you and that and and you have I to get give, six I can of get, them. I can get everything at Domino's for that price. <laughs> <laughs> the whole menu. Everything. I'm like, I want one of everything. And they're like, it's sure, it's cooked. Yeah. $150 square. That's crazy. That better be some yeah, delicious. Wild. Even if it's six pizzas, you're still talking about what? Like $25 a pizza what or if something. You, what if you hate three of them? Then you're like, screwed. You just wasted, uh, you know, 80 bucks. You got to give me your neighbors for that much. Here's what I think. This would be an interesting big kid show. We should go to the frozen f- pizza aisle. And see how many individual pizzas we can purchase and stay under the $189.95. Well, if I'm getting Totina's party pizzas, I can get like literally 150 of them. No, I mean go up and down the aisle and get a different kind, right? Uh, Just load up the cart. And then we if we if we pull our money, it won't be that much together. It's like 65 bucks a piece, $63 and change, right? And we go and we put one of each kind of pizza. I wonder if we could make it through the whole aisle. I bet we could. I mean, okay. So for an example, that the Emmy squared pizza sampler from from the fine folks at Williams Sonoma uh, is one hundred and eighty nine dollars and ninety five cents. Now here is a uh, here is the Food Network's description of uh, of such a fine fine pizza here they say people everywhere can get new york based emmy squared detroit style pizza anytime the craving strikes the restaurant started offering nationwide shipping through williams sonoma through the pandemic and my partner and i now swear by it even though we live only an hour outside of new york city having a stash of these pies in our freezer makes for an easy friday night dinner that feels just like special feels just as special as heading out for a meal the frozen pizzas are easy to thaw and heat and taste pretty close to the fresh from the oven pies you've had at the restaurant for pretty a special close. pizza night it, or 
anyone who misses a taste of New York, these are a must have for your freezer. Okay. So Big Nick, I got to, you said, so they're New York pizzas, but they're Detroit style. Well, that's, what's confusing. They're New York based. The company's New York based and they make this Detroit style pizza. That sounds like blasphemy. That's like making a New York style pizza in in Chicago. You get booed right out of the city. Exactly. Hold on. So I'm on the site. So it says our secret, we combined a New York style grandma pie with a Detroit style pizza and then added a dose of culinary creativity with our fluffy focaccia like dough edged with a caramelized crispy cheese known as Frico crust. All right. Look, if, Somebody, if I go to a party and somebody's like, hey, you guys want to get pizza? It's going to be like 180 bucks. I'm like, yeah. And that guy comes back with frozen pizzas. I'm smacking him in the face. I'm taking my shit and I'm out. I'm leaving. I want to eat that pizza now, not in 30 minutes. Like, why wouldn't you just get takeout? It says almost as good as takeout. You're paying the price of takeout at that point. Like, why wouldn't you just buy takeout? I mean, now I'm at least intrigued that I would try one because at least William Sonoma, I can get a pot and pan set with it if I need to get that in the pizza at the same time i guess but. <laughs> well and look on, i'm not talking about here i i don't want to fault anybody because if you if you see me put pen to paper um you, you might uh, wonder what middle schooler wrote this page <laughs> but to to finish your your write-up by saying for a special pizza night in or anyone who misses a taste of New York. Well, it's not a taste of New York. It's Detroit style pizza. Yeah, they that, just happen to be in New York. That's what's so confusing I just, there. I, I just stumbled on some here, boys. So <laughs> Emmy Squared Pizza is actually a legit pizza shop. Right. Yeah, I, I gathered that. Okay. So yeah, so this is basically just the frozen, frozen version of their yeah, pizza. Yeah. I got that. But yeah, that how much of their pizzas in the store then? Like my goodness. You know what I mean? Like what do you <laughs> that's crazy and and so then you you wonder too like if they've created this ability in this business on the frozen end when you show up to the shop are you just getting one of their frozen versions right there in the store <laughs> like i mean can i throw out that question like can we get a food detective on this you have to cook your own pizza. Like here's here it is, but it's frozen. <laughs> well, that, I feel like that's a problem with some of these like craft pizzas that are coming through. They, they get so expensive. I'm like, I'll just order out. Like I, if I'm going to pay 15, 18 bucks for a frozen pizza, no, I'm just going to go get the fresh thing. I'm going to get the one where the guy tossed the dough. I'm going to Adriatico's if that's the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Dewey's. I'm going to two cities. I'm going, you know, I'm going somewhere else. A- that, uh the big kid show needs to employ a food detective to get to the bottom of these things, because here's what my suspicion is. Okay. My suspicion is that the food network and their online articles or, and, and, and such are likely shaped and formed by people that are like, here's a big check. Make sure our pizza's on your list when it comes out. Oh, so some money under the table kind of thing. That's what I think is happening now. Like, so for example, like men's journal uh, magazine that I love, they don't, they don't hide it. They're like, yes, these, these products have paid us to be in our magazine and we're telling you that they're great. Um, and, and so I wonder if this is the old, uh, Emmy squared people, uh, uh, giving a little kickback to the food network staffers. Well, and mm. and looking at the menu, so they the range from classic to you know all the fancy stuff, eighteen to twenty five dollars per pizza. 
in the restaurant. Yep. So you're basically paying the same, same price amount. for the frozen that you are. Is is that include maybe that includes the shipping cost though? In the restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've got a a, a family meal which is three pizzas for 85 bucks. But that comes with garlic sticks, Brussels sprout salad, yum, and Caesar Pass. salad. <laughs> I like Brussels sprouts. But is anybody at least intrigued to want to try? I oh, mean, I, I'm intrigued. I, I but as long yeah, as someone I, else is putting the bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the I guy I just say, slapped, I'll apologize, eat one piece of pizza and then bounce. And, I, and I'm not trying to put down the Food Network too much. I enjoy watching the Food Network. Yeah, I like hey, Food Network. Um, I, I, they got a lot of fine programming on that Food Network. But I reviewed the list in its entirety, and I didn't want to take up too much time with the entire list here. Wasn't that impressed. Like It was a lot of frozen pizzas with a lot of weird toppings. Well, um, and, and, but again, Food Network, they're going to be foodies, so they're not going to probably go traditional, yeah. straight up pepperoni. And and probably also they're going to go a little eclectic anyways, because who knows? Maybe they did like a whole voting system or maybe there was one just, that was like figs, beets and goat cheese. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, eh, it's, it's not really, do I want a, that in frozen form? If they picked a cheese Tony's pizza, you'd probably be like, what is going yeah. on at the food? Network? Well, I do have some good news for you guys. Okay. What do you so, want on your tombstone? That's right. Pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> um, I, after reviewing the list, I am happy to report that out of the 10, uh, one of our selections did make their nice. list. There we go. Anybody care to take a guess? Uh, I'm assuming maybe a uh, Newman's Paul Newman's pizza was nailed that one? it. Nailed yep. it. Was so it Newman's nice. Yeah. Newman's own pizza, thin and crispy crust, uncured pepperoni. Uh, and here's the deal. Let me tell. Let me let me tell I you. Believe, I believe that there. was uh, your choice, right, Big Dick? Yeah, I I may have gone with the Supreme version because I really dig the Supreme too. But but I yeah. the thin crust there they have like razor thin crust, which is Gets so crispy and airy. It's perfect for frozen. Here's the deal. And here's the big Nick uh, suggestion here. The Newman's own pizza, according to the Food Network article, cost $8.09. I would bet $1,000 that if we did the old Pepsi challenge blind taste (laughs) test, I bet you I can get 51 people or more out of a hundred that tell me that the Newman's own pizza tastes better than this Emmy squared business. Maybe that's well, what the, we got. We got to set it up then. We got to set it up. So the problem is I can't at, afford to buy the Emmy squared. Yeah, we can't even afford to taste test it. We got to lay off a few people to even afford yeah, the pizzas. I'm hoping one of my rich friends will buy one and invite me over. <laughs> so even looking at the pizzas, they're like, they look small. They're like six pieces. So it's like a little rectangle. So it's for 20 bucks. I feel like I'd still be hungry after I ate a full one by myself. Maybe, maybe it's supposed to be more of like a, I think it's like a appetizer type. Yeah. Now, now don't get me wrong. The rest of their menu, man, they got some delicious looking food. They got like uh crispy wings and they got burgers. I mean, it looks like a legit restaurant. Uh, no, well, maybe we should knock be on so- the restaurant. You know. Shouldn't be so quick to dismiss them. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah. with big kids working on a budget here. 189 for, for. Uh, for frozen pizza seems like a bit extreme. Hit us up, Emmy. Send us some free samples. We'll, uh, us, we'll yes. review it. And we'll uh, okay. it Mar- Marcus also loves your couches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
cookware. I, I enjoy their cookware. That's right. Uh, in, in all fairness nice to the good people at Newman's Own, uh, I think we should read their description uh, that the Food Network provided us with. It says, after a lot of taste testing over the years. So this person is going with years of research, okay? Ooh, years. Deep, after deep. a lot of taste testing over the years, I've found that the best frozen pizza is Newman's Own Uncured pepperoni thin and crispy pizza the crust bakes up quickly and perfectly crisp the pepperoni is also made from real beef which that's a positive Mm, that sounds good and pork no added nitrates plus there's a generous portion on each slice and to top it off newman's own is a brand that everyone can get behind as 100 of net profits are donated to charities and non-profits yeah Newman's got good pizza, man. Honestly, their their stuff is good. But I, I think Mr. B might be used to it. But thin crust pizzas to me are like the best pizzas for frozen. Even yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have tried it because I think it came out. Unless unless somehow I just missed this. It's new to me, so maybe our big kids will correct me. It's not new in general, but um, DiGiorno has a new, what I believe is a new thin crust. It's now a square thin crust pizza. And man, it is good. Like it's, I used to like the Freshetta thin crust. Obviously Newman's is good, but the DiGiorno one, the new one is, is very, very quality, but it's that same type of like real nice cracker, cr- you know, cracker crust, you know, not too thick. So what'd you call me? A lot of good options out there in the pizza world. Now, now I'm hungry. Way to go guys. Yeah, Shout out seriously. to uncle cracker. Yeah. <laughs> remember that guy he writes right. a popular song in the 90s yeah. yep um, <laughs> why is that big kid news you ask that's because go back to episode two episode Ooh, number two dose Early from on. may of 2021 Doses. when we talked about the greatest frozen pizzas of all time check that out and oh Oh, hang on. The research team just handed me this, fellas. Uh, it looks like we have more breaking news. All right. The f- how come the first time was the best? We'll work on this later. All right. Uh, this just in. California man files lawsuit against Texas Pete hot sauce for false advertising. No. That's right. Ooh. A California man filed a lawsuit against Texas Pete hot sauce, claiming the company misled him to believe its product was made in Texas in a spicy turn of events. <laughs> the California man is suing Texas Pete hot sauce for being made in North Carolina, not Texas. Now that makes me, that makes me have to point this out to everybody. Episode number 64 on the big kid radio dial. Best hot sauces is from July of 2022. This is at the 18 18 minute and 11 second mark. Um, but that, so it's described by the great people over at Texas Pete, which of course is, uh, which is odd because they're out of Winston, Winston, Salem, <laughs> North Carolina. Uh, I, I, I did see that. I was like, Texas, my ass. That's kind of like Foster's beers made in Texas. So it's well, yeah, Aust- Texas Carolina. Australian. Now we, we could have saved that man a lawsuit if he just would have listened to the big kids way back when. No, no, no. I'm going the other way with this, Mark. I think he did listen to the big kids. He <laughs> became <laughs> insider knowledge and he's like, you know what I'm doing? I'm there taking the, the highest court in the land. 
This uh, is some bullshit. A one Mr. <laughs> Philip White. Good, good luck, buddy. Good luck. Yeah. Well, a one Mr. Philip White from Los Angeles claims that the hot sauce, which is owned by T.W. Gardner Food Company, misled him to believe that he was buying a hot sauce that represented the Texas style of hot sauce. So he says when he <laughs> checked the label free time. and discovered that it was actually made in North Carolina, he did the most American thing you can do. He decided to sue the company. Um, and listen to this, boys. Do you want to guess what he is seeking in damages? Oh, boy. I'm scared. 1.7 million. <laughs> a little low, just like on the pizza. A little low. $20. million. So here's what we have here, what boys. Buddy? He is suing them. He is claiming, Philip White is claiming that the tech, the good people of Texas Pete did at least $5 million in damages oh. with its inaccurate <laughs> label. Oh, my God. $5 uh, million. He was God a, damn. Here's the deal. If I'm the judge, you're, you're going like, it's a $5 oh. bottle of hot sauce, sir. Here's your $5 back. If you would have wrote yeah. a letter or sent an email yeah. to the good people at TW Gardner Food Company, they would... They would gladly send you your $5 back. Like, what are, they, what are they doing? Are they putting some dirt from the state into the hot sauce? <laughs> like, this isn't Texas dirt. But, this but is it, North it, Carolina it, dirt. Here's even more of the concern is there is an attorney that said, you know what? You got a case. I'm taking you, it on. You got a case. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, unless this guy. Unless this guy is an attorney, I mean, literally, he went to an attorney and said, "I want to sue them," and he's like, "I like it. Let's do it. I'm going <laughs> to spend better. a bunch of money. It's going to cost you fifty thousand dollars in attorney fees to probably get nothing. Better call I mean, Saul. I don't know how you win that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, well, and maybe that's who he hired. I don't know. <laughs> you have to believe that the attorney was like, you know what? I am going to, I'm going to have to charge you. This is not going to be one of those situations where. Um, I only get paid if you get paid because I don't think that yeah. you're going to he wants the retainer. <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, attorney from dollars. Seinfeld, Jackie Childs or something like that? He's like, he's, he, yeah. Kramer always yeah. had a case against everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Five oh, million dollars. I mean, and I, I, well, but I mean, and we could list off all the other millions of products that do that. I mean, didn't we talk about Foster's beer? And it's like, yeah, that stuff's made in Texas and it's Australian yeah. for beer. And, you yeah. know, I mean, there's a, so many brands that claim one thing. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's made in Cleveland. <laughs> that's hilarious. Five million dollars. Uh, so who who are we suing, boys? Let's find somebody that uh, <laughs> claims a state in their product. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. Can can we ask this judge to confiscate Mr. Philip White's phone and do some forensic testing on it? I want to know, did he listen to the Big Kid Show and learn this information? And if Probably. he did, if he wins, I believe we should get some kind of kickback on this deal right here. I agree, too. You at heard least, it first here. At least 30%, I would think. Yep. 30 per, 30% is probably a good number, right? I can do yeah, with uh, right. 1.7 million. Well, and numbers numbers add up. That'll cover the uh, the research team's <laughs> budget for a little while. So, yeah. according to like the the court documents, 
T.W. Gardner Food created this brand of hot sauces because the state of Texas enjoys a certain mysticism and appeal in the consumer marketplace and is known for its quality cuisine, spicy food, and hot sauce in particular. So they decided let's go with a name like Texas Pete, right? Good marketing plan. Philip White then gets a B in his bonnet, and he argues that he was misled to believe that he was enjoying real Texas flavor, but that the defendant <laughs> had cheated its way into the multi-billion dollar <laughs> hot sauce industry with false advertising. Surprisingly, Texas Pete is prepared also- to go to battle. They say, rest assured, we will vigorously defend ourselves from these meritless claims. Couldn't you just also say, I'm going to sue you because it was not made by a guy named Pete? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, was there a guy was there a guy named Pete that made this hot sauce? If not, I won five billion dollars. His T- name turn- was Richard, and we will not accept it. <laughs> Turns out Philip White is a real stickler Tex- for Tex- the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet that guy's real fun to hang out with. <laughs> Actually, well, we should get if we get his address, we should all ship him a bunch of bottles of Texas Pete hot sauce. <laughs> He's probably the guy that got like, you know, in Jemima syrup. And he's like, she didn't make this bullshit. This is crap. horrible. And and Philip White, I know you're a listener, so we're not going to put you down too much. That's the only way you could have got a hold of this tasty little nugget of knowledge here. So, Philip White, you owe the big kids. We're on the breaking edge of news. A five-star review. Write us in something nice about the show, Philip. You owe it us that at the very least that's the least you can do everybody out there join us seven million at the most a maserati join (laughs) us again here next week this is the big kids show another great episode in the books fellas and that's just further proof that we are all just big kids